Hello this is Jude from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday the 17th of December with nearly 24000 fresh coronavirus cases. The total number of infections now in India stand at 99.5 lakh or 9.9 million. There have been 1.4 lakh fatalities so far with 355 new deaths in the country. Covaxin, the Hyderabad-based pharmaceutical firm Bharat Biotech's vaccine was well tolerated and induced a robust immune response in all dose groups according to interim findings of phase 1 trials released yesterday it registered no serious adverse events the studies was conducted on 375 volunteers earlier this month haryana health minister anil vij who had received a trial dose of the vaccine on november 20th had tested positive for the virus the pharmaceutical firm clarified that clinical trials of the vaccine were based on a two dose schedule given 28 days apart meanwhile delhi health minister satyendra jain has said that the magnitude of the coronavirus outbreak in the capital has decreased appealing to the people to still wear masks he said that though delhi's positivity rate on tuesday was below 2% for the first time since may he couldn't say that the third wave of covid-19 was over talking about the decrease in cases in delhi chief minister kejriwal sharing screenshots of a report on twitter hit out at yogi adityanath saying the aam aadmi party government does not give fake coronavirus certificates to citizens like his administration the report contained details of how the authorities of bareilly district in uttar pradesh were allegedly registering fake names at covid centers to ramp up its testing numbers in one instance 965 people were registered under a single mobile number which had only zeros the report showed Earlier based on its report ANI had tweeted that the Uttar Pradesh chief minister had hailed his administration's performance in containing the spread of the pandemic. Moving on to the updates on the farmers protests. It is the 22nd day since the agitation began at Delhi borders as farmers remain firm on their demand that the government repeal the three new farm laws. While hearing petitions against the farmers protest The Supreme Court today said that a protest can be constitutional as long as it does not destroy property or endanger life. The court also said that it would only decide regarding the farmer protests and the fundamental right of citizens to move and that the matter of the validity of the agriculture laws can wait. Yesterday the court had proposed the formation of committee comprising representatives of farmers and the government to resolve the deadlock. Union Agriculture Minister Narendra Singh Tomar said that lakhs of farmers were supporting the laws even as thousands staged protests near Delhi. The Samyukt Kisan Morcha, a platform of farmers unions, has asked the center not to hold parallel negotiations with farmers and to stop discrediting their protest, according to a Hindustan Times report. Moving on to the protest site, NDTV reported that a farmer protesting at the Delhi Haryana border allegedly died from the cold. He had 3 children of ages 10, 12 and 14. Yesterday 65 year old Baba Ram Singh a Sikh priest of a gurudwara in Haryana died by suicide near the Singhu border at Kunli according to PTI He left a note in which he stated that his death was an act against government oppression and in favor of the farmers According to Hindustan Times the note said and I quote Farmers are in pain they are protesting on roads for their rights which is a cause of extreme pain Government is not giving justice which is cruelty It is a sin to endure persecution and also a sin to oppress. Some have stood for the farmer rights and against the cruelty. People have returned their awards to show protest. I am committing suicide against the cruelty of the government. This is voice against the cruelty and voice in favor of the farmers. Unquote. 
Amid the farmers' agitation, the district administration in Sambal has issued notices to six former leaders, including Bharatiya Kisan Union, Sambal District President Rajpal Singh, and other farmer leaders asking them to submit personal bonds of Rs 50 lakh each, along with the sureties from two guarantors of the same amount, after police accused them of trying to instigate local farmers with false news. Last week, Union Minister Piyush Goyal alleged without evidence that the ongoing protests against the new farm laws had been infiltrated by Naxal and Maoist elements. This was parroted by sections of the media such as Z News, which claimed the protests had been hijacked by anti-national forces and foreign powers. On December 14th, Madhya Pradesh Agriculture Minister Kamal Patel called the protesting farmers sellouts and their unions anti-national. Joginder Singh, a 75-year-old former subedar of the Indian Army, describes the ongoing farmer protests as the third war of his life. When asked about what he thought about the anti-national and Naxalite labels, he said, and I quote, Narendra Modi and Amit Shah were children when we fought wars for this country. So if they call patriots like me Naxali, then why should we even answer them? It is like mocking a priest about his mantra or lecturing a farmer about agriculture as they are doing they should be ashamed of themselves." Unquote. The army veteran argued that Modi government's rhetoric came from a state of confusion. How can farmers wear good clothes, eat good food and stand up for their rights? They lack the brains, Singh remarked, referring to the government. He further said, and I quote, If there were Naxalites in this protest, why would have I joined it? Unquote. Do read Anna Priyadarshani and Ayush Tewari's report titled, Modi and Shah were kids when we fought for India, at Singhu protest, Ex-soldiers denounce Naxal jibes. While you're there, do watch Nidhi Suresh's conversation with Lakminder Singh Jhakkar, who resigned as Punjab's Deputy Inspector General Prisons on December 12th in support of the farmers protesting against the farm laws. He talks about his resignation and answers the questions being raised about it. Dear listeners, it is only possible for our reporters to report on these incidents from the ground with your support. We are an independent news platform producing podcasts, ground reports, interviews, videos, media critique, and much more. We would not be able to do all this work if not for our subscribers who fund it. So if you aren't a subscriber already, now is the time to join the movement to keep news free and independent. Go to newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button at the top right-hand corner of the website. Lowest subscription starts at 300 rupees a month only. Pay to keep news free. On Wednesday, civil rights activist Gautam Naulakha, which is one of the accused in Bhima Koregaon violence, told the Mumbai High Court that the period he spent under house arrest must be considered as time spent in custody. He also sought default bail on the grounds that the National Investigation Agency, or NIA, had failed to file a charge sheet within the stipulated period of 90 days. In response, the central agency argued that Naulakha's plea was not maintainable, since the period of 34 days of his house arrest was quashed by the Delhi High Court and thus cannot be included in the period of detention. A bench of justices, S.S. Shinde and M.S. Karnik, reserved their verdict on Naulakha's petition, seeking statutory bail. Moving on to the news on another political prisoner, activist Umar Khalid, a former student leader from the Jawaharlal Nehru University, who was lodged in jail in connection with the Delhi riots case, told a court yesterday that Tihar jail superintendents had not provided appropriate medical care for the past three days after he complained of a toothache, PTI reported. Chief Metropolitan Magistrate Dinesh Kumar directed prison officials to provide medical assistance and file a compliance report within two days. The court also directed them to take the accused to a dentist outside the prison in case a dentist was not available in the jail by the next day. 
Border Security Force or BSF troops gunned down two armed Pakistani intruders near Drajatal village in Amritsar, 40 kilometers from the district headquarters along the India-Pakistan border in the early hours today, the Hindustan Times reported. The incident took place at 2:18 a.m. when the troops of the 71 battalion noticed some suspicious movement across the barbed wire fence and between the zero line at the border. A senior BSF official said that one of the suspects was carrying an AK-56 rifle. A preliminary investigation suggested that the suspects were trying to smuggle some drugs and weapons into the Indian territory. This is the second such incident in the past four months at the Punjab border. In August, the BSF had shot dead five Pakistani intruders in self-defence after the infiltrators opened fire on the Indian troops along the India-Pakistan international border in Punjab's Tarn Taran district. In another incident, a terrorist was arrested in an injured condition during an encounter with security forces in Anantnag district of Jammu and Kashmir today. A police officer said that the security forces launched a search operation in Baba Kund Khalil area in Anantnag district. following information about presence of terrorists there he said the search operation turned into an encounter after terrorists opened fire on the security forces the terrorist was arrested by the security forces in an injured condition and rushed to smhs hospital in shrinagar now let's move on to the international updates globally the coronavirus has infected more than 74.1 million people and killed over 1.64 million according to johns hopkins university Over 41.9 million people have recovered from the infection so far. The World Health Organization on Thursday said that China will welcome an international team of experts which is scheduled to travel to the country in January to investigate the animal origins of the coronavirus. Health Minister Jens Spahn announced that Germany will begin coronavirus vaccinations on 27 December with elderly care home residents with the European Union aiming for all 27 member states to begin on the same day. The number of registered COVID-19 deaths jumped by 952 on Wednesday. Fears the pandemic is spiraling out of control prompted Chancellor Angela Merkel and state governors to announce on Sunday a tough lockdown from 16 December until at least 10th January. A health worker in Alaska had a serious allergic reaction after getting Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine on Tuesday and was hospitalized. The person is in stable condition. It was not immediately clear if the worker had a history of allergies which makes it difficult to assess the broader significance of the incident as millions of Americans are to be vaccinated over the coming weeks. The reaction is believed to be similar to the anaphylactic reactions that two health workers in Britain experienced after receiving the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine last week. Both have since recovered. Brussels registered over 70,000 new cases of the coronavirus on Wednesday, a daily record. as a second wave of infections spreads across the south american country the new numbers reported by the health ministry took brazil's total cases to more than 7 million it was also the first time in 3 months that brazil registered more than 900 deaths on consecutive days a chinese spacecraft carrying rocks and soil from the moon returned safely to earth early on thursday in the first mission in 4 decades to collect lunar samples the xinhua news agency said The capsule carrying the samples collected by the Chang'e 5's space probe landed in northern China's Inner Mongolia region. The agency's director Zhang Kejian declared the mission a success. Al Jazeera's Katrina Yu, reporting from Beijing, said that President Xi Jinping congratulated the team involved in the probe shortly after the mission was completed. With this mission, China became only the third country to have retrieved samples from the moon, 
following the United States and the Soviet Union in the 1960s and 1970s. A powerful snowstorm is sweeping through the northeastern US, with warnings in place for 14 states affecting more than 60 million people. Some parts of Pennsylvania and New York are predicted to see as much as 2 feet or 60 centimeter of snow, BBC reported. The National Weather Service, or NWS, has warned of dangerous, if not impossible, travel conditions and isolated power surges in the worst affected areas. There were reports of some coronavirus testing centers in several states being temporarily closed. Forecasters said the storm could dump up to two feet of snow in an area stretching from eastern Pennsylvania to New York's Catskill Mountains, with a foot or more in the rest of the northeast. Two people died in a crash involving dozens of cars in central Pennsylvania, Six people were also hurt in a separate multi-car collision in New York City involving 27 vehicles. New York Mayor Bill de Blasio warned that the storm could be the biggest the city has seen in years, warning residents to take this seriously. Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. This week on NL Hafta, Abhinandan Sekri, Raman Kirpal, Jayashri Arunachalam and Anand Vardhan are joined by Asmita Nandi, a journalist with The Quint. They discuss Central Vista, farmer protests, love jihad and a lot more. Here's a snippet from the conversation. I really wonder on what grounds the Supreme Court is going to give the clearances. If they give clearance to this, there are so many other projects which are stuck because of this environmental reports and all. So in this, when, when you are waving off environmental reports for this project, the others are going to claim the same. Also, the Central Vista project has very quickly and without discussion changed use from public semi-public to government office land so this was once public land and that is something that should not go down without a fight but they never gave you the opportunity to fight for it so the public has lost that land if one goes about doing stuff like this then you will have stuff like you know the Punjab dudes blocking the road because if you're not going to debate in parliament then debate on the streets yeah. but you will debate I mean the assumption that you will not be met with any opposition is a foolhardy assumption. It's a really dumb assumption. Starting from the next episode, the podcast will go behind the paywall once again. So subscribe to News Laundry if you want to continue listening to NL Hafta. Dear listeners, before I wrap up, our new website has a new podcast player that you can use to access all our podcast shows. It includes a host of features like download, speed control, cue, ability to skip to a topic within an episode and even start from where you had stopped the previous time. So go to our website on your phone or your laptop and click on the mic icon at the top right of our homepage. That's all I have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.